This is DJ King, and this is my Britrest journey. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dorit. Hi, this is Tom Thelma. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the nightmare fuel Hassan Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Udokery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis, and you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. To Broken But Glorious podcast, because like me, you are head to toe. Hello and welcome to My Brit Rest Journey on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Laffin. I'm delighted to be joined online by DJ King. How are you doing this evening, DJ? I'm very good, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah huge thanks for joining us, Stephen. So DJ's joined us to discuss Runcord is infamous on the 8th of June at the Runcord Masonic Hall. But uh, first, can I ask you a quick Britannia question? Something, something there. Me and my son have been wondering about for a while. <laughs> so, so during lockdown, my youngest, who was four, at the beginning of lockdown, became obsessed with the 2020 Royally Rumbled match. We, I don't know how many times we watched it. At least once a day for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> so yeah, he had a slight obsession with Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It got to the point he watched it that many times, he knew the order of people coming out and he was ready for. <laughs> so, so, so. Anyway, you, you came out number 30, which meant that the final eight was the family versus Paradox. So I was just wondering, was there a, do you know what the plan was for that feud going forward? I mean, yeah, there was there was multiple plans. Obviously, before before lockdown kicked mm. off, um, obviously for the you know a bit of history for those who who might not know, like Ryloid, as well as being a part of Paradox, was mm-hmm. part of the family, yeah, part of the original the original lineup of the family, and uh, it, it was you know a lot of it was built to bring Ry up. To to rate Ryan already won the title at this point, but still didn't, still wasn't polished. And no. Ryan Lloyd, he, he's been the quintessential babyface in Wales forever. And we were we we just thought, no, it's, it's time now. He needs to he needs to lay on the other side of things. So it's time for to turn him heel and give him as much support as we could. So we built the family around Ryan, and then yeah. Ryan goes off to the Wirral. <laughs> and joins a completely different faction that seemed to just get over everywhere. Everybody oh, loves they, Paradox. Everybody loved them. Yeah. The minute they started. Everybody loves Paradox. God, even I love Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were great. I did, but obviously with them being as good as they were, we'd be fools not to bring them into Britannia, and the story pretty much wrote itself. Mm. <laughs> we were going to, you know, going forward, the family would have carried, would have, Carried on with paradox. Yeah, I I probably was the, was the next, the next show, if it was the Grod turned on um, Solace and West, and he, and he didn't. He, Grod walked. Grod walked away. Yeah, because as I say, plans started to change. Yeah, paradox was already busy with too much stuff, and then it looked like it. You know, we we, we at this point we could see COVID coming. It yeah. was trying to wrap up as much stuff as possible. And at the end there, it was more, it, it, it was more of a, a panic book. And I'll, I'll, I'll openly admit, I think Steve would as well. It, yeah, Steve Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it, we, we were bit, at, that, at that point, we, the concern was on, are we even going to have a show next month? Mm-hmm. It wasn't on, you know, what are the nuances between Paradox and the family? Yeah. It, it was about, <laughs> it was about Christ. Do we, are we going to have a company going forward kind of thing? Yeah. And as, as we know, obviously everything shut down. And 
which was only yeah, in our heads it was only going to be for a couple of weeks so I had like Jerry Marcus on and uh, Dougie Matthews and they're still promoting the the Britannia versus Wrestle Island show in June as if it was going to happen <laughs> we didn't think it was going to be another year after that before the rest came back <laughs> it's just like Nearly, nearly two years till Britannia itself comes back because yeah. obviously the restrictions in Wales have been even worse than the restrictions here. Yeah. And it's just, it's just it's been a nightmare. It's been an <laughs> absolute nightmare for, for, you know, not just for us, but for the whole of Britress. I mean, mm. this is, I, I, I but, you know, moving on to, uh, you know, I don't want to move on straight away, but you mentioned Infamous in Runcorn. Yeah. I have to say, if it wasn't for COVID, we probably wouldn't have Infamous in Runcorn. No. So, but we can obviously move and talk about that. <laughs> when we get to there, <laughs> don't want to jump ahead of the story. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, think, yeah it would have been great. It would have been great to have had the whole family, like all four members, because at that time there was just the four members with Ryan mm. leaving. It would have been great to have done. It, it was it was ready made. The storyline was there, and the matches were there. There was eight man tags, there was tag matches, there was single matches. You could have done as much stuff as you wanted with all eight of those lads. It could have lasted, it been, yeah. If you're still doing like your six every six weeks shows, that could have lasted for years or something. Exactly. You, you, there was there was at least a year's worth of storyline between that group, those two groups. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel I personally feel the ball that we dropped the ball with that one. But again, <laughs> then you know we then the whole world dropped the ball with COVID, so yeah. we kind of <laughs> we kind of got away with it. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, it's probably never going to happen again. It's now paradox of not, no longer a thing. And uh... I know paradox not went out not with a bang, but with a whimper as well. Another victim of COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, still so gutted. Just kind of all came back and went, "Nah, you're all right." But <laughs> 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 uh, miss thanks. Hi, this is the Young Dragon, Dougie Matthews, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. This will give away your age. So, who's your favourite wrestler going up? Uh, right. Okay, this will definitely give away my age. <laughs> Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. The, well, uh, the, the, earliest, the earliest I remember mm-hmm. was my granddad used to videotape pay-per-views for me and then showed them to me when I'd come round to his house. Yeah. He used to videotape them off Sky and the, the first wrestler that always springs to mind, really. I mean, they, they, you know, it was a little bit older. It was it was the NWO and it was the X. The attitude there obviously moulded most of my generation. Mm-hmm. But for me, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, he's my favourite all time. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage was the quintessential wrestler. Like he he was the best bad guy when he was a bad guy, and he was the best good guy when he was a good guy. I was not I, I was not a Hogan guy. I was Same. not a Hogan. Yeah, never got what everyone saw in Hogan. No, so Macho never Man saw Savage the appeal. <laughs> he, he he was rubbish. <laughs> he, <couldn't, laughs> he just punched people and, and dropped legs. And he was care. and he was meant to be a good guy, but he cheated and he raked people's backs and he raked their eyes I was like what the hell and he cost Sid Vicious the, uh, yeah. he cost Sid Justice the rumble <laughs> he did what <laughs> babyface does this mm-hmm. Macho King wouldn't have done that no <laughs> dealt with it himself but yeah like Randy Randy Savage was the perfect wrestler and then the heart the proper the original Heartbreak Kid boy toy my, uh, Michaels with Sensational mm-hmm. Sherry as well yes I just remember seeing because I, I remember seeing the the arse end of the rockers can I swear on this show Okay, Sam. Yeah, I remember seeing like the arse end of the rockers and see, and I remember, I remember watching the, 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 um, the Bruce the Barber Beefcake segment. Yeah. The Barbershop. That's the one. How, how, how did I forget that? <laughs> yeah, I remember watching the Barbershop segment and being like, Oh, 
my God, <laughs> this guy is not a nice guy anymore. <laughs> and, and being a bit gutted because the Rockers were a fantastic tag team. But yeah. Michael's yeah. just, Michael's heel turn was like, I remember it being the first time I'd ever seen a real heel turn. And immediately was just like, I'm, I'm in, I'm invested in this. Yes. Like this guy with his really weird looking girlfriend and <laughs> his mirrors. And he can't stop checking himself out. So like she's there with her ass hanging out in like in fishnets and stuff, and he doesn't yeah. give a shit. And that was the best thing about the gimmick was he could not give a shit about Sherry. He was just like, ah, about the neck and just throw her on the floor or something. Was exactly. Like, oh like. my god, you could not get away with that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, that trying to kiss me. He's like, nah, just get on the floor, bitch. <laughs> it's like, no, Sean. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he. To me, those like those smaller guys were everything. They were the guys you could have the best matches, and even back then, when they weren't being showcased as much, as they still were the guys that stood out. Hmm. And then, but then Shawn Michaels brought in Diesel, and I went, "Wow, look at him!" <laughs> and he, and then, and then Big Daddy Cool was just jackknifing people and just not just just cutting the like the the cool dude promos and just being like the cool guy. And I remember just thinking, "Oh my god, Kevin Nash is so cool." He was, he was so good, really? and then they gave him the title and it turned him face, and he just became dead boring. Uh, yeah, it was awful. It was awful. For, for a whole and, year. And they were like, oh. Then he lost and, it, and, and then he gave Kevin Nash again. No, no. I used to have to defend Kevin Nash's title runners diesel. I was like, oh, he had some good matches, and you're like, name one. I'm like, Bret Hart at the Rumble, name another <laughs> one. Pass! <laughs> just, you can't, can you? He didn't do anything. But that, he shouldn't have had the belt at that point. He even said that himself, though, didn't he? Yeah, at that age, at that age, where he was in his career, he wasn't ready for it. But yeah, I mean, he would have been I'm, a great like monster heel champion. Just put, bring up oh, the, yeah. these good guys and up and get bat- and he batters somebody until somebody's rises up he's, to he's, take the title off him. But then he, yeah, that would have been a perfect way to have uh, turned Sean babyface a little bit earlier too. Mm-hmm. Have Sean go after them, like go after the guy who used to be his bodyguard, who's now the monster heel. He turns babyface. You've got the David and Goliath match. Everyone would have loved that more than what they ended up doing at WrestleMania, where Kevin Ash was beating up a little dude who not one left. <laughs> and yeah. like, ah, okay, <laughs> get him, Kev. <laughs> All right. So, what prompted you to do on the tights yourself and get into the ring? So. Uh, well, I, I was. I, I followed it obviously all the way through high school. I, I made the try. I made the, the jump to WCW when we got cable because when TNT finished at seven o'clock on a Friday. Yeah, Nitro would start, mm-hmm. and know. so I made the jump. Watched it all the way through high school. Then Attitude Era kicked off, and I got Sky. So you make the jump back, don't you? You watch what you've got. Yeah, <laughs> and then got, finished high school, went to college, and while I was in college, got pretty much pretty big into the local music scene. Wrestling yeah. was wrestling was really on the back burner. It was all about it was playing music, being in bands and stuff like that. And I remember one night I was I was playing a gig in a local venue and a a guy came up to me uh, actually sorry there's a little bit of backstory to this mm-hmm. during the summer while I was in college I spent a lot of day, well, I, I wasn't working and I was basically a bum so I had a bunch of other friends who were also bums and we would wrestle on the backfield yeah <laughs> in the summer because we had nothing else to do uh, we were like 16, 17 and we, we were just bums so we just wrestled and messed about on the backfield so one night I'm at I'm at a gig and uh, a guy I've never met before comes up to me and asks me if I'm one of the lads who wrestles on the field. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I, 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 I've never seen this lad before, like short guy, glasses, 
dressed quite smart. I'm thinking, is he busy? Like, is he? A, is, <laughs> are we gonna? Are we like are we trespassing or something? Am I about to get like nicked at this gig? Mm-hmm. Turns out he wasn't. It was a, a delightful young man by the name of Neil Davis, who was the half owner at the time of the Runcorn Wrestling Academy, RWA. Yes. Right here in my lovely hometown of Runcorn. And the place had just opened. Um, I think it had maybe been open about a week or two when Neil approached me. He asked us about the wrestling on the field. And we said, yeah. He told us there was a wrestling school. And, you know, the minute you're told there's a wrestling school, 20 minutes from your house, Yes. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. <laughs> I have time. <laughs> I, have, I have the ability. Yes, I'm going to definitely have a go at this. So I remember we got there and it was one of the first, I say, one of the, one of the really early sessions. So we were part of the first ever, like the first ever crop that came out of the RWA. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was, it was mad. It was, it was a fantastic experience to just, to, to walk in and see a ring. Yes. After you've been like, after you spent your whole life fucking about <laughs> in your mates' living rooms, on fields, in on in school playground, you know, I've, I'd literally I picked up and choked slammed pretty much every one of my mates at this point. Yes. And I'm like, right, okay, now I'm going to learn how to do this for real. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember getting in, and you're taking everyone was like, oh, your first bump will be the worst, and you take it, and you're like, okay, it's not too bad. And then you take ten, yeah. you're like, okay, I get what I'm about now. <laughs> and then you, you get to the Monday and on the, like you train on the Saturday, you, you go out the Saturday night, you, you get up on the Sunday, you think, oh, I'm just a bit hungover, but I'm all right. And then you get to the Monday and you go, oh, that's it. Yeah. My body's turned against me now yes. because of what I made it do on Saturday. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful. Yeah. It was fantastic. It, I mean, I'd never experienced anything like I've, I've, I was never. A physical kid. I was never big into PE. Uh, I didn't play football or anything like that. So for me, uh, this was like this was a completely foreign territory. And yeah, then I was say, like, similar to my 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 son's not athletic at all, yeah. but he's, he came wrestling training with, with me at the weekend, and he loved every minute of it. He he was knackered. He was so. Oh yeah, and, I bet he slept that night. <laughs> yeah. He slept all week. He's come yeah. back from college. He's asleep. So, well, my so. um, my eldest daughter. She's uh, she's twelve, and she mm. yeah has had a couple of training sessions herself, and she loves it as well. So just waiting for uh, it to be more feasible for her to get back into it. Yeah, but I, th- I think there's definitely another one there wait. But yeah, uh, so RWA that was that was the, the starting point for me. Um, just knowing that there was a school so close by, I was like, could not give it a go. So it's like um, Kevin asked you, like wanted to like multi star round. You started. With. Well, as I say, I'm not the most athletic of gents. So, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm more of a, I'm not, I'm not big enough to be a Kevin Nash. No. Especially with the guys I, with the guys I came up with, I definitely wasn't <laughs> big enough. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like personally, I feel like I adopted more of a Mick Foley style. Yes. Uh, see that. Yeah. A, a Mick Foley WWE style, let's say, because I've never once been blown up or set on fire. As of yet, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that old. Time might come. <laughs> Someone might want to blow me up or set me on fire at some point. <laughs> but yeah, the like the Mick Foley WWE style, I knew to accentuate me positives and positives was I could I could move about. I didn't mind throwing myself about and you know, I like the brawl. Yes. <laughs> Did you have an idea of a character when you started? Or what, I, or what was what? what was DJ King version one like or? Well, DJ King version one was 
in a tag team um, called the, the, the Runcorn Extreme Wrestlers. Yes. And basically, we, we were just a pair of absolute gobshites. <laughs> so when we split up, one of us had to turn babyface and one of us had to stay heel. Mm. I stayed heel and just continued the legacy of being a gobshite. <laughs> and my gimmick kind of just developed from there. I, I just, my gimmick was my attitude mm. at the time. I did, I, I'll openly admit, I did have a chip on my shoulder. I did think I was probably better than I, than I, oh, it was definitely fourth. I was better than I actually was. But I, I you know, I, I had that attitude and I put that into the gimmick. Mm. I just gobbed off. I just mouthed off every chance. Every chance I got to grab a microphone, I would take it. Every chance I got to be loud enough that the audience could hear me gobbing off in someone's face during a match, I would do it. And eventually it caught on and then it, it kind of worked and run gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of turned baby face. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I like that. I'm like that too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was... One of the, uh, the the big RWA shows, the, the Night of Memories, it was like RWA's Mania, the first, the anniversary of the first show every year. Mm. And I, I main evented with uh, Angel D'Souza, who was the champ at the time. And we did the, the double turn at the end. So I turned from heel to babyface and him vice versa. And I never Austin. thought it was going to be the <laughs> Brett Austin, yeah. That's how I was put it. It's going to be the Brett Austin. I was like, am I going to bleed? <laughs> well, that's up to you. <laughs> But um, I, I I didn't think it would happen because I'd I'd just been an absolute asshole. I'd never done anything really endearing to the fans, and it worked. It, mm. it just it happened that night, and that was it. Then and they were like, "Right, you're babyface now." And I was like, "Okay, how how do I do that one? <laughs> that's, that's a new one." <laughs> but yeah, and, and then that was it. I kind of just floated about at RWA. Didn't that that one main event night memories was pretty much my only. My only main event there, yeah. and then that was that was it. Back down the card, and kind of just lingered on there for a bit, and was training. But you know, you can only go so far. Working training school shows, mm-hmm. you want to get yourself out there. And I'd had some outside bookings. I'd worked for the old NPWA in Wigan, and um, a company called Twenty One CW as well. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was about for a little bit, and then Britannia happened, like. Around about, well, around about the time I met my wife and started slowing down. I wasn't training as much. I wasn't working as many shows, even yeah. at RWA. But I was approached um, by Britannia to come and do some shows for them. So I did. And then kind of like I, uh, the first time I met Steve Saxon, we were yeah. wrestling against each other. Yeah. It was the first. Uh, like he, I'd done a couple of shows, but he hadn't been there for personal reasons. So this was his first show that I'd ever, he'd ever worked on with me on the actual show with him. So I wrestled a match with Steve and he, he busted me open, like cut the top of my head Ooh. open pretty bad. Yeah. Um, with a, with a set of gimmicked nunchucks, <laughs> <laughs> which I always thought was hilarious. These gimmicked nunchucks that are like foam handles. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be able to take like a shot with them. No problem. But the chain in the middle is still metal. <laughs> and Steve manages to swing the whole thing over my head. The, that the stick hits me in the back of the head Ooh. and the chain clocks me right on the top and just, just cuts a big chunk out of my head. The first thing I did was roll over to the side. Like after he, he pinned me, the first thing I did was roll over to the apron, shout the photographer and like, get pictures of this, please. Because <laughs> I'd never been busted open before. No. I wanted to, I wanted to know, I wanted to see how bad it was. So 
that was it though. He, he came up to me, apologising afterwards, and I said, "Were well, you apologising for that? Was fantastic. It's, that was that added to the match. I said it, it, it gave it something." Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> and Steve was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like you." <laughs> <laughs> so we like we started working together. Like I, he, he basically booked me for Britannia every show from then on, and I'd, I was literally about to step away from wrestling. I'd, I'd met my wife. We had a kid. I was about to step away completely. And um, Steve said to me, well, you know, do you want to come and work behind the scenes with me? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, you, you come and work, come and basically be my number two. I was like, okay, um, that, that'll, that'll be a lot less work than wrestling. So, yeah, that'll be fine. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. It's not less work. It's a lot more work for a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, that was it then. I, I basically did every job imaginable at Britannia. I started out wrestling, I managed, I did commentary, booking. I've definitely refed a couple of matches. I mean, I've, my stink is all over that place. Yeah, well, well, I, well, we went to the, uh, what's the, 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 the show they had at the Red Lion last year. And I think you were ring announcer and referee. <laughs> Again, this, you know, Steve Steve says do this and for some reason I go okay <laughs> I don't even ask why <laughs> but no so, I mean yeah go on sorry no you carry on no, that was just... I was just thinking, I mean like working for Britannia was a big change from working like for, obviously for RWA because that was a training school hmm. that was run like a training school you know we had the, we were the, we were the trainees we didn't have much input. We had input when it came to our matches, but when it came to what we were going to be doing, like storyline-wise, stuff like that, we didn't have much control. Whereas I got to Britannia and it was it was a different story altogether. Steve was like one-on-one with everyone. Like, you know, what are we going to do? What you know, what do you bring to the table, and what can I do with what you bring to the table, kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it it just it worked, and it like Britannia just took off. And I think it was it was an influx of. RWA trainees that started Britannia taking off. It was the likes of your Zach Gibson, your Kieran McConnell, Pitbull was there as well. I, was, I was just about to say Pitbull, yeah. who obviously has been a complete mainstay now at Britannia. Um, Craig Danzig is another one who came obviously from RWA over to Britannia. But the, these were the guys who, like, this influx of talent mixed in with the guys from Wales that Steve already had. It, it, it just brought the show up to another level and then obviously we started bringing in imports and bigger names on the UK scene as well so it just it just took off it, 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 it was a really really good time to be involved yeah well you'd have to you'll have to come on for another time too and go into like in depth on the Britannia for them like 10 years it's just like <laughs> no I'm not I'm, I'm not doing that without Steve no <laughs> but ah oh, just yeah, when you do your card later, some of the names you had on some of the imports they brought in was just amazing. So. Oh, I mean, some of the some of the matches. I mean, I, I still say to this day the best match I've ever seen in person. And I actually, I, I didn't even work this Britannia show. I sat in the crowd for this whole show, hmm. and it was Jay Lethal versus Dylan Roberts. Yeah, and it was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. They went about 30 minutes and it was just, it was fucking picture perfect. It really was. Like, D- Dylan Roberts does, does not get enough, like, appreciation, Definitely. in my opinion. 
he, he's not appreciated enough for how good of a wrestler Dylan Roberts is. And like, if 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 anyone listening can find that match to watch it back, it should be online on YouTube somewhere. But Dylan Roberts versus Jay Lethal, it, they, they blew the roof off the place. They really did, and it was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen live. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, this what I mean. We we were bringing in bringing in imports left, right, and centre, and they were working with these guys who would never who would never work in imports before. Yeah, you had, you had the El Generico and did you have the American Wolves and stuff like that? I mean, uh, the American Wolves versus the Yolo Squad. Yes, <laughs> another fantastic match. Um, mm. It was Pitbull versus El Generico. Yeah, brilliant. Generico just absolutely. Uh, well, uh, El Generico is a former Britannia catchweight champion. He is. <laughs> yeah, he beat, he did beat Pitbull that night. Amazing. So uh, he is a you know Generico is a former champ. It was it was lucky. The, the amount of guys we brought, we, you know, it was always the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys were coming over anyway. We grabbed them and it would always be a great show. But yeah, again, the Britannia stuff we can go more into <laughs> any time. There's, there's so much to go over. Yeah, because I, I, I was saying we could, we could be on there all night talking about Britannia, but I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling Been with what wrestling 12 14 years, and then you suddenly decided to start your own promotion. Infamous, so how did that come about? Yeah, um, (laughs) uh, well, obviously, I've been working for Britannia for a long time, I still have, yeah, (laughs) which which, you know, I still do work for Britannia, and I'm still working for, for the company now, but when speaking out happened. And yeah. there was issues involving yeah. certain people whose names we're not going to mention on the no. show. No. Um, but because of all this, the RWA did shut down. And there's basically been a vacuum left in Runcorn. Now, as I say, I live here. So I know this place. I know what will work, what won't. And I remember it was it was New Year's Eve. I sat with Harry Steggles, who is my 50% business partner in Infamous. Yeah. And we sat, it must have been about two, three in the morning, sat in the garden around the fire. And we were moaning about the fact that, but well, I was moaning. I was just, I was just moaning. I was just like I said, it doesn't, you know, I miss it. I miss wrestling being every six weeks. I miss the camaraderie. I miss everyone being around all the time. I was just, I don't know, maybe I was just feeling sorry for myself, but I was just in a bit of a drunken stupor moaning about how I missed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he said, well, do something. And I said, all right, then, I will. Do you want to do something with me? <laughs> Harry, Harry's also a former RWA trainee. Yeah. Um, loves, big wrestling fan, loves it. Has been involved in here and there in, like, Britannia and that. And we, we basically drunkenly challenged each other to start the wrestling <laughs> company that night. And then didn't mention it again for a couple of weeks. And then... I, I just I just brought it up in conversation one night. I said to him, "Are you serious?" And he was like, I, "I don't know if you are. What do we need to do?" And I said, "Right, okay, let me let me see what I can do." So that was it. We started the ball rolling. We found the perfect venue, in my opinion, the perfect venue for Runcorn. Yes, in the, in the Runcorn Masonic Hall. It's it's a fantastic little venue. Um, it, to me, I, I walked in and I felt like it was built for for what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's a tiny, it's not a tiny, sorry, it's a, but it's a small, intimate venue that 
is perfect, going to be perfect for wrestling. And that was it then. As soon as we found the venue, everything just fell into place. Oh, amazing. So what are you hoping um, fans should expect from an infamous show? From an infamous show? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that a lot of the fans who are familiar with wrestling in Runcorn will will make an appearance on the night because not only will there be a lot of familiar faces, because we have got some familiar faces, you know, yes. from the, from the, the Runcorn <laughs> heyday. We've got the likes of Matt Fox. We've got Lance Rivera. <clears throat> we've got the Violent Gentleman Society. Yes. You know, these are all you know, very familiar faces to the Runcorn faithful. But we're all, I'm also bringing in a whole new influx of talent. You're going to see the likes of Dylan Roberts. You're going to see Connor Klein, Ryan Lloyd. These are, you know, just a few of the names who are coming in for Infamous. And that's just for the first show. Yeah. I want, I want Runcorn to thrive as a wrestling town. The way Wrestle Island is doing it for the Wirral. Yeah, definitely. The way TNT and Superstar are doing it for Liverpool. The Northwest has an incredibly, incredibly strong crop of talent. Well, you could just see um, what happened in Morecambe. Alpha Omega stopped three years, no wrestling. And now Odyssey's come in and they're sold out every show. And it's like, like it never left. And it's just like, it's, yeah. It's... See, I've not, I've, I've not got to an Odyssey show as of oh. yet, but I, I did get to some of the um, Morecambe shows mm. back in their heyday. And the fact that wrestling left Morecambe for as long as it did shocks me. It does because we went to a couple of those shows and they were never not sold out. They were, they were never not completely packed. Yeah, I've, n- I've never seen a crowd like it. It's like, when, you say, when you say it's real in Morecambe, it is just... Yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. It, it is real in Morecambe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different breed of fan and they, they are so just loyal and faithful but that's what the Runcorn fan base was like in the heyday mm-hmm. and I yeah. want I, I want we want to bring that back with Infamous we want the fa- we want the fans we want them to know we didn't forget about them we just haven't been here and now that we now that you know we're here it's time to bring wrestling back to Runcorn yes. just Runcorn for now yeah <laughs> yeah 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 of course and like yeah as you said a great mix of People are popular in Runcorn, like from the old promotion, like Matt Fox, Harley Hudson, and Lance, Stacey oh, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> Harley, Stacey, Pitbull. Pitbull, yeah. <laughs> Again, Pitbull's one of the like year, year one originals from RWA. So, I mean, a lot of people will recognize him in Runcorn. Yeah, but, but yeah, again, then you just mixed it with yeah people you worked with, no one reliable from Britannia. So oh, it's going to be an amazing well, show. Well, that's, I mean, there's, there's even there is a few guys even I'm even taking a look after the first time on these shows because you know th- there are guys out there who over the last couple of years have made have made some noise but I've kind of been on the ground a little bit yeah <laughs> so it, this has been a whole new learning experience for me it's been like looking at you know, looking at all this new talent who I I have not seen any anything of especially like a lot of the guys coming out of future shock at the moment Sam oh. really has he's, he's got a he's he's got a star factory there he really oh, has yeah. yeah. So it's it's fantastic seeing the amount of amazing talent coming out of that area and and the fighting spirit lads and and, and ladies sorry the fighting spirit lot I know obviously fighting spirit is is shut the, the doors and that is mm. incredibly sad but all of anyone who was there still carries that that banner and yeah. you know it's it's you know and it's a, it's a mark of excellence coming out of out of fighting spirit so those guys are all out there making a name for themselves the future shock lot are all making a name for themselves it's the Northwest is thriving again, and it's it's beautiful it. to see. I just wish I had more money so I could go to more shows. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and me both. 
I had to start promoting shows just to see wrestling locally. <laughs> well, after lockdown, we, we I think we went look at like two shows a month. When we used to just go to Wrestle Island, and then we started going to like Britannia and TNT, and we started yeah. going to kind of a Mega Slam and just anything. Just I think the kids were that love live wrestling so much and having that 18 months and no live wrestling just it's, it was a free it's show a nice, it was a free show a nice in Rexham, wrestling. so we just go to Wrexham for the day <laughs> just a nice live wrestling binge after mm-hmm. two years of nothing yeah so but we have decided we're only going to do one show a month now because we just spent a fortune on it and with all, these, with all the bills going up now just like can't afford to do more than one so, so. Well, let's hope in June you do your choices in for us. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Are you plans to have ongoing, ongoing running storylines from show to show, or is it? Oh yeah, definitely. This this is gonna it, it's gonna be the full wrestling experience. I know, yes. I know a lot of you know a, a lot of shows nowadays they, they don't concentrate on stuff like that. But I don't know that was just how that was what appealed to me. And the, if yeah. if people are just fighting, what's the point? There's got to be a reason, and the can't and the reason can't always be a belt. So you you know you need stories you need the, the real that's that's what gets the fans in that's what Definitely. I've always found the, the, yeah you know fans they, they come for the wrestling but they stay because they they fall in love with the characters Definitely. and that's what that's what I think Infamous is going to be all about yes uh, just no, getting oh, sorry yeah I was going to say just getting back to what people love about wrestling yeah 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 that's what I love storylines. I don't. I, I do like wrestling. But you just wrestling a little bit like. <laughs> well, that, 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 well, that's it's that's part of the it's part of the whole thing, though, isn't it? You know, if we all just loved wrestling, just yeah. the wrestling side of things, we'd all be watching amateur wrestling. Yeah, that, WWE, WWE wouldn't exist. It would just well, my be fr- my friends like, why do you watch wrestling, wrestling, but you don't watch UFC? But I said, real fighting's boring. It's got no stories. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch can... UFC because it doesn't start till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's why I don't watch UFC. Yeah, but you could have the worst match in the world, but if you've got a decent story going around it, like you know, Hogan Warrior back in the day, it wasn't it wasn't a great match, but still remembered. Hogan Andre was an awful match, but it's still remembered as a great moment, great story like going into it. Because you had two big larger than life characters, hmm. and that's what wrestling is all about. It's all about larger than life characters. Yes. And even even lads today who don't, you know, they don't play up to it like they are, but they are. Yeah. Like someone who, personally, I think is a a perfect example of a perfect wrestler who's got a perfect gimmick that fits in this day and age is hmm. Chris Ridgway. Oh yes, definitely. Ridgway, it's you know he's got that shoot style. It works, but it's still a large in life character. It's still that big shoot guy. I think, than- I think he's 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 just. It's just he just needs to change something about himself. I mean, I think he'll be like the best thing ever, but I can't tell you what that thing is. I think he'll be like, he could, he'll be like the all over NXT UK and, and WWE. It's I, just, I don't know what he needs. I, I don't know. I don't maybe, know. maybe it's just his, maybe it's his drive. I think he's mm. where he wants to be now. He's yeah. in Noah and that's where he wants to be. That's the style of wrestling he loves. He's, he's, he's talked about it many a time. So yes. I think that's, he, he's happy and I think that's what a lot of guys are doing nowadays they're going out and doing what makes them happy they're not just yeah. going through the motions and trying to get to WWE guys are getting to WWE and that's great that is fantastic because it's what they want but then you've got guys who, who nowadays that's the grass isn't always greener on that side so you've got people who want to go and they just want to stay in the UK or they, they want to mm. go 
they do want to go to the states, but they want to go and work somewhere else. So they just they just want to work everywhere. Yeah, and it's, it's good Drew, because it's Drew, and... Drew Parker. It was like this clean cut baby face and Britannia, and now he's just death match in <laughs> Japan wrestling. I was like, the contrast you know what? is it, like it's just... I remember Drew as a like a fifteen year old kid coming yeah. up as a trainee, and I watch him now and I think. I remember I thought I still look at some time and I go, oh God. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, he's still that kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, Drew, don't die. <laughs> but again, someone else who was, you know, Drew, Drew said for years, I want to be a deathmatch wrestler. And he did. He yeah. went over to Japan and he became the mo- one of the most successful guys in deathmatch wrestlers <laughs> that there is in the country. I, I don't get deathmatch wrestling at all. Oh, the deathmatch wrestlers, I don't see what, what, what pleasure you get out of it. Well, every wrestler I, mean, I interview, they say, I want to do one deathmatch. <laughs> so I've, just... I've done, I've done the hardcore matches. Mm-hmm. I think, I think if I was to ever wrestle again, I, I would probably want to do at least one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Just to say I have. No, yeah. I, I, it, it's again, wrestling. It's, there's something for everyone. And if you like pe- you like people hitting each other with you know weed whackers, there's always CCW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, lots of family shows like that one down south. Oh yeah, yeah, they're both family shows down south with the weed whackers and then uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh. that's, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no there'll be no light tubes or weed whackers at Britannia. Yeah. Well, there won't be a Britannia, but there also won't be any infamous. So cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been no matches announced. Yes, of the when will he start getting announced? Uh, probably over the next week or so. Ooh. Sorry, when's this going out? Friday or tomorrow? Yeah, right. That sound okay. Then uh, yeah, they'll probably start. I'll probably start announcing matches over the weekend. Oh, amazing! So uh, well, I'll give you the exclusive. <gasps> I won't announce a match until yes. this podcast goes live, and I will let this podcast announce the first oh, match. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So do you want it then, yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So the first announcement for the show was Dylan Roberts. Yes, definitely. Dylan Roberts also spoke to our cameras and said he wanted competition. And as soon as that promo hit, like, hit Twitter and hit Instagram and all the socials, I, I was flooded with messages. Like, I'm not even messing. This isn't, this isn't a promo. This mm-hmm. is shoot. I got messages off everyone I'd spoken to about for, to work infamous. But the first person who messaged me and the person who messaged me the most and who I personally feel deserves it the most yes. was Lance Rivera. Yes. So I'm telling you, on the 18th of June, on Sonic Hall, for the first time ever, one-on-one, 100% Welsh beef, Dylan Roberts versus the Playboy Prince, Lance oh, Rivera. Main event. That is the main event. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's going to be amazing. So happy for Lance. But that, I mean, that's just one of some of the absolute blockbusters we've got for this show. I, I really feel like I've, I've gone all out for this mm. just to showcase what Infamous is going to be all about. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm just, so excited. Just, 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 yeah, just that roster. Just, I, think, I think there's only two people you've announced who have not interviewed. So it's, like, so it's, like, so it's, so it's all fresh. Well, that's it. You have to, well, that's it. You have to come down. We'll, we'll do a whole roster interview. We'll still have a bunch of people <laughs> shouting at you while you're trying to talk. Get them all in the same room at once. It'd be hell. <laughs> Well, oh. as I say to you, the guys we've announced for this for um, so far, that that's just announcements for the first show. Mm. There's already names signed 
for future shows, guys who will I say sign. I hate that. I, I don't know why I keep using that term. No one's got anything to paper. I've <laughs> messaged a few people and said, "Hey, do you want to work these shows?" The rest of you back and gone, "Yes." <laughs> so there's, there's guys. There'll, there'll be guys and girls getting announced all over the shop soon enough. That I, this roster's not going to be small, no. <laughs> not by any means. I've spent the last 15 years cultivating relationships with wrestlers. I didn't realise that I was going to have a reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> And now it's all going to work out in my favour, hopefully. <laughs> is there going to be any sort of partnership with Britannia or even Wrestle Island going forward? You know, or, uh, I, I can or... say I can say now, um, as, as much like I still work for Britannia, but there's been no real discussion with Britannia about hmm. a working relationship. Whereas um, Pete's over at Wrestle Island, um, we have talked already quite a bit. Oh, well, because obviously Pete Pete did have his sights set on Runcorn. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll say this now: if it wasn't me, I'd have much, I'd, I'd have been so happy if it had been Pete. Yeah, because he's, what he's, he's so done fast. in the world is absolutely fantastic. Wrestle Island, it's just going from it's just going from strength to strength every time. And now, obviously, they've got the school open as well. It's you know, good things are happening for them, and I'm really made up. And one of the things when we started Infamous, one of the things I didn't want to do was tread on anyone's toes. Mm-hmm. So I did reach out. To people, they reach out like to like to Pete and said to him, you know, this is this is my plan going forward. This is what I want to do. You know, hopefully you're on board. You know, you you know, I've got your support. And Pete, ever the gentleman, messaged me back, all the love and support, more than willing to help, and would love to work with us. So you know, there's there's already relationships there. Yeah, I'd be, I'd love to see the the I'd love to see the island faithful make their way down to infamous. And I'd love to see the uh, the run corn lot eventually make their way over to the world too, yes. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about supporting wrestling in the northwest, not just not just wrestling island though. Superstar Pro in Liverpool, TNT, yes. the, the the main shows and the ignition shows. They yeah. have got some some of the best talents, not just in the northwest, in the country and on the TNT shows in the world. So yeah. you'd be foolish not to be checking them out. Future Shock in Manchester, it's. It's just, it's, sick you know, you, it's, it? it's a good time to be involved with wrestling again. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. I mean, so we go to, I think we've only missed one TNT Ignition show since they've come back and we've only, uh, we've only missed one Wrestle Island show in five years. Well, I, I see, I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here preaching about all these shows. I haven't been to any of these shows for a very long time. The last, the first and last TNT show I ever went to, um, <laughs> funny story was on my stag night. Yes. <laughs> um, we decided to go to Liverpool. We literally changed uh, all the plans last minute and decided to go to Liverpool. So we went out for something to eat, hit a couple yeah. of different clubs, and then we were like, oh, there's a TNT show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got to go and grab a few of the lads who were on the show because they're going to meet, they were planning to meet us afterwards to go out for drinks, maybe awesome. in stag. Yeah. So we went, we went in, watched the show, and um <laughs> Just ended up spending the whole night <laughs> in the <laughs> TNT show. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I think, uh, what was it? There was a, there was a street fight. I think it was Mike, um, Mike Union, uh, against, it was supposed to be the mob, but I think it ended up being Pitbull and Roughneck. Yes. And we had a booth. And I remember at one point during the match, um, Pitbull and, um, I think Pitbull and Bailey came over to where we were. And obviously, it's a you know there was a bunch of wrestlers who weren't wrestling that night. Yeah. Out for for the stag, so he comes over and uh, 
Sam ends up, Sam Bailey ends up getting shot by a load of lads <laughs> on the side. Right? Bunch of work, must have been the worst night for him, but a bunch of workers all getting drunk. Come on, yep, yeah, we'll give him shots. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> yeah, Jamie might like that. He was like, come on, you got a booth. That'd be stag. Jay out there, what a ledge. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Good guy, Jay. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna miss the next show. It looks amazing, but uh, the next in this show is my niece's birthday, so I can't make that one. But some of the matches he's got on. Do you know what? It's it's the same for me with um, with Wrestle Island on the 29th of May. I'm absolutely devastated. It's my daughter's birthday, so I'm not gonna be able to make it up for the show. Yeah, but it, that that card again stacked. Looks absolutely fantastic. That's gonna be a really really good show. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with a rumble though. So no, you can't go wrong with a rumble. Pete always puts good rumbles on. <laughs> they were all, always my favourite shows to book. Yeah. Always my favourites to, to, to put together a rumble because it's just fun. It's fun for everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's Runcorn is infamous on the 18th of June at the Masonic Hall in Runcorn. Um, tickets, information I'll pull in the description below the interview. Yeah, your tickets are available online for that one. This is Joey's Fabulous and you're listening to Broken Foot Glorious and that is fabulous. Right, so if you're a promoter for a day, promoting an event, so using wrestlers you've ever worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. If I give you a match type, you tell me who you put in that match. Okay. Cool. And yeah, as it's your show, you can make every match into gender, every match, three-way, four-way, five-way, add a stupid stipulation if you want. It's your show. Take it as great as Cool. Right. <clears throat> right, so who would be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Opening contest to get the crowd excited. I would go with uh, Jack Lightning and Tommy Gunn. Ooh, Jack fun. Lightning versus Tommy Gunn, one on one. Two, two of the like the fastest high flyers. Not, not maybe not the highest flying, but two of the fastest high flyers I've ever seen. Yes, they bring the energy up. Those two definitely. Are they both like early Britannia guys? I recognise the name. No, uh, Jack Lightning's actually an early RWA guy. All right, okay. um, yeah. Um, Tommy Gunn is an early. Uh, Britannia guy though yes yeah. I think that's where I've seen the name yeah but yeah those, those two that they, they're in the prime those two burn the house down so fast nice. <laughs> but a comedy style match a comedy style match oof um, do you know what oh, see, this is a tough one because I want to say free BF yes <laughs> I want to say free BF so Bert Bridge Troy McCarthy and Dan Evans right yeah but again I don't want to put Dan Evans in there now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would have a better place for Dan later in this card. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so, I'm sure I agree with that. So what, so what I'm going to say is, 3BF in a triple threat match against each other. Yes. <laughs> but it is a on a pole match. Ooh, what's on the pole? And it's a Trevon on a yes, pole match. Tree on the pole match. Yes. <laughs> Whoever wins gets custody of the tree that Bert once picked up at a venue and then randomly it became their mascot. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Custody of Trevon, triple threat on a pole match for uh, for free BF. That's what I do for my comedy rats. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Troy's so funny. I've met him. I good. love Troy. Yeah. Um, I interviewed him. I was, went to. What, 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 oh, it was just fabulous wrestling. It was like his first oh, yeah. match, his first match in like two years or something. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was pretty drunk by the time we got round to Interesting fact, you yeah. know the singlets he was wearing? <laughs> Yours. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was, yeah, it was so fun story. He was cosplaying as young me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took a bit of Edison that because I was so drunk by the time I got to that interview. I stopped interviewing. <laughs> And then, yeah, I started talking to Troy, and then we decided that's to do an interview. So I was like, okay, so. Oh, see, don't listen to Troy; he's full of bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, I think I had about okay, yeah, six, seven, Next eight. Match. Yeah, your women's title match. My women's title match. <laughs> um, it would be a four-way. Yes, a fatal four-way, and it would be Harley Hudson. Yes, I love, I love Harley. Um, who else? Who else? Lizzie Evo. Yeah. Lizzie, obviously, I remember, I remember Lizzie when she was first starting out. And again, she's, wow. <laughs> she's so good now. <laughs> oh, she's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. So I'd go with Holly Hudson, Lizzie Evo, Lana Austin, and who else? Who else? Do you know what? I'll throw it in because if I don't next time I see her, she'll be kind of pissy with me. Stacey Rose. <laughs> yes. So yeah, there you go. Couple of run corner, couple of run cornians, a couple of run corner originals, and uh, and Lana Austin too. Because yes. why not? Eh? Lana yeah, great. That's great. That's a great one. Yeah, Stacey, I've never seen her wrestle live. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her like manage, seen her at shows, but I've never actually seen Stacey, her wrestle. Stacey's a, a great manager. She yes. really is. She she actually managed me, mm. um, like just before I turned babyface. She was my manager, um. And then she went like that, but that's when she went on to start managing properly after managing me. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but she's she's been at it for so long now, and she really has like come on a long way. And obviously, she's made this, she's making the transition now into wrestling as well. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what we'll see what comes with Stacey. But again, spot on manager, definitely. She's lovely. I've interviewed her a couple of times. Yes, yeah, she's all reads. Uh, what about a uh, mid card title match? So, you like your workhorse title match? The workhorse title match, right? Hmm. Do you know what? I'd probably go for this one. Oh, do you know what? Oh, this, is a, this is a tough one. This is again. There's been a lot of people, been like a lot of people who fit that role of being like the wrestler. Yeah. Like the IC champion role. Greg Hammond. Greg the Hatchet Hammond. Yes. One of my biggest regrets in wrestling is that that guy doesn't do it anymore because he was a monster. Yeah. He, but he was a—he was also a good technical guy. Mm. But no, let's actually no. Let's just let's just a name drop and forget about him because <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere more relevant. For me, I would do oh, Lance Rivera. Yes. Against Connor Klein. Ooh, that's good. Lance Rivera versus Connor. I think be Connor would be the challenge that Lance wouldn't see coming. Yeah, I've, I've loved like this new badass Connor who's come, since he's come back for, like post lockdown. Like no nonsense, Connor. It's, it's quite good. He's the born again hooligan lad. Yeah, I love it. That's Connor Klein. But like Connor Klein now, I'm telling you, he's a little he, he again. He's number one. He's a monster. Just needs to be let out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, then you've got a hardcore extreme rules style match. Piece of piss. <laughs> Drew Parker. Yes. Against Danzig. Ooh, that'd be fun. With me as a special guest ref. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not putting myself on the actual card, so I'll just ref this one. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a fun match. <laughs> uh, your tag team title match? Tag team title match. 
Um, let's go with another four-way because I love me some four-ways and I mean, yes. I have to pick more people. Team number one would be the models. Yes, Precious Legends. Exactly. Team number two would be the British Lions. Dangerous Damon Lee. Yes. And Dave Delvecchio. Ooh, I like Dave. Yeah, like they were a, a, a Bersani tag team that I, I thought were absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, what did you Drew Park have? Because I, I was going to go Yolo Squad as well, because they were a fantastic tag team. I wonder what happened to that Ethan Silver, though. Such a good worker. Yeah, he went to the first Wrestle Island show. I've never seen him again. Yeah, I've never seen him again. I don't know. I had rumours about some kind of dojo or something, but hmm. or some gym involving dogs. I don't know. Ah, never mind. But yeah. <laughs> God, how, how clandestine was that? <laughs> so yeah, we've got the models, the British Lions, um, <laughs> Fatal Fury. <laughs> From the old RWA days, and yes. <laughs> um, because they'll they'll murder me if I don't um, if I don't mention them. The Dogs of War, yes, the okay. Dogs of War, who just pff, too hard for everyone. I fought them like two years, three years ago, and I, I started with them. <laughs> that 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 feud uh, that them and um, Connor and RJ had over the titles on Britannia and Wrestle Island shows for like oh, a yeah. months. Oh, it's probably like my feud of the year. <laughs> it was it was fantastic, and the way it it worked so well that like obviously they'd switch roles depending yeah. on where they were. Yeah, so Wrestle Islands Paradox were the faces, and Dogs of War were the heels. But when they went to Britannia, the roles reversed. And oh, yeah, so good. Except for that one corner of the audience of Britannia that was made up of Wrestle Island fans that yes. would just boo that. Like, the rest of the crowd cheer and they're just booing so loud you can't even hear the rest of the crowd. <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely made your presence known, guys. <laughs> you put them right, right, to the, right at the entrance. So that's, so that's that all, it's all you see. Every time as well, right mm-hmm. next to the entrance. It's like, it's like, you know what you're doing here, don't you? <laughs> you just made them part of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, and then it's your main event. My main event. Oof. Well, it's going to have to be a traditional singles match, isn't it? And do you know what, right? I'd go with a match that I've seen countless times, but would still happily watch it again. Mm-hmm. Dylan Roberts against Zach Gibson. Oof. Yes. Again, two of my two of my favourite wrestlers, and I'm not biased just because they're both my mates. <laughs> 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 but no, Zach, Zach and Dylan... Made with their eyes closed. That's the only time I've ever seen a match, an unadvertised face versus face match. Yeah. Tear the show down and be the most successful match on the show. The fans were literally split down the middle. Like how you, how when you book one of those matches, you imagine it should always be. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. Wow. You know, the fans were torn, literally torn between the two of them. But at the end, they shook hands and everyone went mental. So, and that's what, you, you know, that, that's what it was all about. It was a it was a fantastic match that managed to, to genuinely split the crowd, and I've never it's it, I've never seen it done as well before or since. Yeah, it's it's weird watching them all the Britannia shows of Zach Gibson where he's got hair and he hasn't got his big goatee. And it's just, it's like, it's like, Zach Gibson with long blonde hair. Yeah, just weird. <laughs> to me, that's that's the the skinny kid with long blonde hair and his uh, and his, his crucifix chain. Yeah, that, that's Zach Gibson to me. I, I, I've seen this bloke on telly. I'm like, I know him, but uh, he's not that familiar. Yeah. Yeah, to me, he'll always be yeah. he'll always be yeah. that stringy blonde haired dude who we used to go surfing with. 
yeah, that's a great card. I love touch. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be a fantastic. And 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 because you know it's me, there'd be run-ins. Yeah, be, the lights would go off and someone would show up. But <laughs> there'd be a fire that probably wouldn't be related to the show. There'd probably just be a fire somewhere. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it'd go off. It'd be great. Yeah, I'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we go, do you want to promote any social media? Or? Well, yeah, you can get me on Twitter. Well, me personally at PJ King one two six eight. Or there's Infamous, the you know the, the thing I'm here to talk about properly. <laughs> you can uh, yeah follow us on Twitter at Infamous underscore WP all capitals because we're loud. You can get us on Instagram, same Infamous WP. Facebook, we're all over the the, the general socials. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, DJ King1268. Give us a like, give us a follow, and uh, yeah, and come see our show because yes. you know Runcorn's boss for wrestling, <laughs> and this venue's boss, and, and you know I'm I'm pretty proud of myself that we've managed to put this together. Oh, it looks amazing! If I wasn't bald, I'd have definitely pulled all my hair out. <laughs> Apple you know, links. Uh, <laughs> Apple links in the description to all the social media and for the ticket information. So it's Runcorn is infamous. 18th of June, Masonic Hall, Runcorn. Tickets in the description. So I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh mate, it's been a pleasure. Always happy to talk to someone uh, someone about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, thank you very much for having me on, mate. It's been a pleasure. That's a lot. Yeah, that was great. <laughs>